you, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Salt Lake Dirt. I'm your host, Kyler Bingham. Today, I'm very excited to welcome two uh, incredibly talented guests. Um, They have a short film entitled Jesus Would Have Loved Punk Rock that will have its world premiere at the 2023 Mammoth Film Festival, and that will be March 2nd through the 6th. Um, Very happy to welcome Abby George and Maddie Lucas. Abby uh, is the director producer of the film. She's based out of New York. And then Maddie is also producer, creator of the film, and she's one of the lead actresses in it as well. She's based out of Los Angeles. Uh, it was very cool chatting with them. I had a great time. Um, when I saw the, I, I found the film online um, somewhere, I think Instagram, and I just saw the little tiny uh, icon for the film poster, and it immediately <clears throat> grabbed my attention. And you know something is good if something that tiny um, like on a, like a podcast, uh, the little thumbnail for it or Instagram, the little icon, just a tiny little thing can grab your attention. That's hard to do. And, um, this film did that for me and it did not disappoint. I got the chance to see it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, very empowering and just a, just a funny, beautiful, um, thought provoking short film. And I hope you get the chance to see it sometime soon. Really looking forward to seeing more from these two. And um, yeah, I just had a great time chatting with them. So let's get to it and talk to Abby George and Maddie Lucas on the Salt Lake Dirt podcast. Thanks for listening. We got Abby George and Maddie Lucas here to talk about their new short film, Jesus Would Have Loved Punk Rock, which... The title alone is what I don't know how I found it on Instagram, but I saw the title and I followed it and it just really intrigued me. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, so it's playing at the Mammoth Film Festival, which is March 2nd through the 6th. Yours goes on, uh, I believe, Sunday, March 5th at 10 a.m., Yes. So I'll make sure this is coming out a few days before that. So I'll have links to where people can get more info on that. Um, so I guess without spoiling anything, tell us about the film and, and kind of the genesis for it and how it came to be. Maddie, do you want to kick us off? <laughs> yeah, sure. So Abby and I have known each other for over a decade at this point. We met um, in Sugarland, Texas, doing community theater together. And that kind of sparked our love for storytelling and um, it kind of brought our friendship together. And um, we've stayed really close throughout the years. And then, um, you know, the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And during that time, um, Abby and I were kind of looking for some creative outlets. So we were meeting weekly and just kind of tossing around ideas, working on scripts. And um, we ended up landing on this idea about just making a film about two best friends in a high school. And that was kind of where we are, this whole idea started. And um, this was around the time that Abby also graduated from college and she was granted $5,000 um, to make a short film. And so we were super excited to get started on everything. And 
once we finally landed on the idea of um, making a film about two best friends at a Catholic high school, we got um, Charlotte, our writer, was involved and started working on drafts of the script. And then I got one of my roommates in Los Angeles involved and she um, started helping us kind of create our tones for the script and um, it kind of added this punk rock layer and um it was so much fun. Oh my gosh, just that whole process of the writing yeah. and everything. And we once we got our script ready and I asked my friend Sammy to um, star in the film, we decided that we were ready to expand this into a $15,000 project. We thought we had the We were like, line. 5K is so much. And then mm -hmm. we were like, wait a minute. Where'd it go? Like, <laughs> the, concept, <laughs> the concept itself required more than that because you know yeah. you can dream up ideas about films that are like oh you just need two people and a camera but this idea we were so tied to we were like okay we know we need a we need a high school we yeah. need a big catholic church we need certain set pieces and things that are just going to be more expensive by nature and so we were like you know what like go big or go home which is mm -hmm. so not <laughs> advice that people give for short films usually like, <laughs> yeah. all the advice i've heard on like other podcasts is like you know try and spend a hundred bucks like try and spend as little as you can and i was like you know what i that's just not me in terms mm -hmm. of like my vision for this and so we were like how can we get fifteen thousand dollars so mm -hmm. we we started a seed and spark campaign um, I'm a huge fan of Seed and Spark. And we went from there. You know, we got it was like overwhelmingly successful in the first two weeks. We had already raised like what 8K. Yeah. Um, and we and were that, like, okay, stretch goal. Mm -hmm. And it was huge, huge props to Abby because she was super prepared before we even launched our crowdfunding campaign. She had already established our Instagram account, already established the vibe that we were going for with our film because I think we had our script so locked down and kind of the tones of our film follow along like a book smart meets euphoria with like ladybird and we're just like all the best female yeah. films of the last like five years we were like what elements do we love about that that we want to bring into our project and so we had a really strong sense of what we were going for that i think helped um our campaign and which ultimately um drew the attention to a production company zeus productions um they came across our crowdfunding campaign and then took us um into his production company and we got a bit more money to work with which was an amazing oh my gosh such a blessing and yeah. we really got to run with all of our dreams that we wanted to make with this short film yeah truly like the most atypical version of what a debut <laughs> short film could become um starting with such a small budget and then that being doubled and then tripled and then <laughs> mm -hmm. and then it was like whoa this is real um yeah so yeah that's pretty much the uh the conception of it yeah that's our genesis <laughs> that's amazing and and like i said like i i saw it on Instagram and the aesthetic just like pop, just a little like tiny circle of the profile is what, mm -hmm. which that doesn't usually happen to me, but I saw that and I clicked on it and I was just like, oh, this looks so cool. I got to reach out to them. Oh, so you. yeah, well, it, it, it worked. It. Yeah. yeah. And one thing, so I, I've been covering 
I've talked to a lot of filmmakers, and one thing I've noticed, so I was up at Sundance just a couple weeks ago, first time back in person after three years, and it was just such an exciting, like, like there was buzz that I hadn't, you know, experienced, you know, I've been up there the last, since I was a teenager, I've been going up there, it's like 20 years, I would say, and one thing that the pandemic, at least for me personally, and I've been talking to a lot of other people who, um, you know, whether they cover films or, or they're making films or whatever, one thing with the pandemic, with everything going online for a while, it made me much more aware of short films that were coming out where I hadn't, mm. not that I disregarded them before, but it was just kind of whatever I saw that was paired with the feature at the time. And then with uh, Sundance and Slamdance specifically giving people access to online stuff. Um, and, and like with Sundance, you could watch all the shorts on demand whenever. And I just sat and watched short films for the last, I would say, two or three years. And it's really given me, like, I'm very aware of them now where I want to keep, like, seeking them out. Because I think with, in my opinion, like a short film, when it's done well, like, I have so much admiration for that because it, it just seems like such a difficult thing to do. I know like a feature of everything is difficult. Everything's hard. Yeah. Everything's, everything's a, a struggle, but like to pack something in and like a, you know, I think the film's about 11 minutes long, something so tight and you, you, you get a feel of who these characters are. That seems like a really hard thing to do. Uh, so I, I think just, I don't know if that's really a question, but just props to you two for, <laughs> and your whole team for coming up with this yeah. because it did like it, it grabbed me and it made me feel like I knew those two characters. Oh, um, and, and it was just, yeah, it was so cool. So I think I had just such admiration for uh, short filmmakers um, when they make something good, because it just seems like a really hard thing to do. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Um, I really think appreciate one that. key word, especially since the pandemic is like access, the world of filmmaking had was, opened up for me via Instagram, social media, like outlets and connections that I had never really been able to have access to before. Like I never would have met Zeus from Zeus Pictures or our cinematographer, Kathy, who I met on Instagram. There's so many things that were made accessible to us as first time filmmakers and very beginners in the industry um, that I kind of, I don't know. I think people should be aware of because, you know, I wasn't a film major in school. Maddie wasn't either. We were kind of just like winging it, but there's so many resources and ways that filmmaking can be accessible, especially to first time filmmakers, to women, to BIPOC um, that I really loved. And I think was certainly a product of the pandemic. Yeah, um, it, it seems like, well, just kind of reading over your, your press kit and how one thing I loved where it was, you know, if, if something could come from this film, one thing, I, I think you said something to the effect of like people, like women should just go out and make the film that they have mm-hmm. in mind. I think you're, you're so right. I mean, it, there is this gatekeeping mentality that's very real and has been there for God knows how long. And, and you're so right. Like with, um, being forced to be stuck at home, like certain things became just so much more acceptable. Like even doing me doing interviews over zoom, that wasn't really a thing I would thought to, you know, I don't know if I could, I'm like, how does that come off like amateurish, but now everyone does that. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. So it's, it's really cool to see that kind of cross 
uh, fields, filmmaking, podcasting, radio, whatever. Uh, and I think it's so, because that, that seems overwhelming if you've never made a, like a, a film at the level that you just made and to raise that amount of money that um, maybe it was good that it was like, okay, let's double it, let's triple it instead of saying, yeah. we got to start out with 15 grand right away. Right. Um, yeah. No, okay. it was definitely a snowballing effect in yeah. so many different aspects. Like, but in a great our, way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the fundraising and even like just going back to um, supporting each other throughout this whole process and just like, I don't know, bringing more people onto the team that mm-hmm. were encouraging and motivating and all everybody was so like helpful with one another. It was really fantastic. That's great. So I want to read, uh, Abby, you wrote a short story called One Inch Too Short that that, um, is kind of like, you know, it takes place in a a Christian school as well. So I I want to read that at some point. I was trying to find it online. I couldn't find it. So I I, I definitely want to read that. But tell us about like the, the, the story. Um, that maybe kind of had some of these themes in your mind as far as um, leading you to make a film that kind of um, took over? Yeah, I forgot I wrote that in the press kit. (laughs) Yeah, um, that was something that was a short story I wrote um, very much based off of my own high school experience. I went to a Christian high school. um, And so this film is deeply personal um, to me. I in the the short story, One Inch Too Short, was very much it was a drama. It was heavy. It was about uh, a girl who gets called out for her school uniform skirt being too short and the misogyny and kind of just like just the worst of what Christian high school has to offer. Um, and so writing that was kind of it's it it's a theme that kind of returned over and over, like what it means to be a woman in in religion, what it means to be a woman in organized religion. Um and yeah, that's that's something that kept coming up. And then working with Maddie throughout the pandemic, us being like, what kind of movie do we want to make? Well, it's I'm I'm like, I don't want to make another spotlight. I don't want to make something that's uh kind of trauma traumatic because we have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And not to say that that's not, you know, we need that and we need to see those stories. But I was like, for me and the kind of artist that I am, it's very important for me to see women succeed, to see women having fun on screen, to see women winning. Um, And so rather than taking that story and having it be like, you know, I can't think of a better word than just very sad and heartbreaking and seeing that, I was like, what if my dreams came true? Like, what if the narrative I wish played out uh, in high school happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was really cool because I got to basically, it was very cathartic in a way. I got to like, be like, fuck you to all my high school teachers and stuff like that. (laughs) But I also got to see a story play out in a way where two women are really uh, like just being themselves. And it passes the Bechtel test, like all of these passes things. The Bechtel like, test. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just, I think it is kind of rare to see women having fun on screen in a way that's like very, you know, they're young. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you don't see that a lot. So that is, that's definitely um, the short story informed it in a way that um, it took a turn, but in a really great way. And um, I think, you know, the film is opening the, the block on Sunday, which is really exciting. And I think that's just a testament to kind of like the energy that we brought to this film. It's exciting. You, they're having fun. You see them win at the end. No spoilers, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I'm really proud of that. So, yeah, one thing I really liked about it was I felt okay. that it, it kind of you kind of touched on already about like just showing something maybe a little bit different when you're you're tackling you know Christian schools. Um, yeah, it can tend to be very, very serious and dark and traumatic because mm-hmm. there's so much going on there and that stuff is very real. But this, it had elements of that, but then it was funny too and it was enjoyable and it was empowering. So I think one thing that will, when people see this, um, it's not a black and white statement on any of that stuff, which I think is is done very well. So I think a lot of people are going to, so even so say someone, a teenager's in a, in a Christian or a Catholic school and they see this, they're going to feel empowered. I mean, it deals with the hypocrisy, but I think people of all um, backgrounds or faith traditions or whatever um, can enjoy it and get something great out of it. So I think especially for young you know, young women, I think it, it would be, it's a really important, fun film for them to see and enjoy. Uh, yeah, let's see. So what did I want? Okay. One thing I wanted to ask you too was, uh, one of you went to a, a like a, um, was it a performing arts high school or did both of you go there? Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> fun fact, I didn't get into the performing oh, no. It is the silliest, the dumbest decision that PBA has ever it's... made, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so yeah. oh, well, that's sad. But maybe it worked out. Well, they, this film wouldn't have happened, <laughs> no, probably, right? it's just funny. <laughs> it's just hilarious because what is so hilarious, I had a really fantastic experience at that high school. It definitely changed my life and, um it opened up a community of people that I would not have had access to coming from Sugarland, Texas. But of course, um, I, I, you know, made great friends in Sugarland like Abby and we, Sammy. I was, yeah. But then mm-hmm. at PVA, I was, um, I was introduced to who then became the other lead actress in the film, Sammy Williams, who has gone on to do incredible things in New York and on Broadway. And also one of the writers on our script, Isabella Jaros, she was um, a couple years older than me in high school. And I just I knew her as a great comedy writer at our school. And she did like all of these really fun skits. And she led the comedy club at the high school. So when we started working on drafts of this and, um, you know, this was in 2020, I hadn't talked to Isabella in a couple of years, but PVA created a really incredible network. Um, and I reached out to Isabella and was like, Hey girl, so here's what's going down. Mm -hmm. We got this script. We love it. We know that you have such a good ear for comedy. We would love to hear your take on like what we, we just wanted to hear her notes. And she ended up definitely her notes had elevated the script into a way, um, that the story I think that comes across is a huge shout out to Isabella because she's an amazing writer. Um, I think the short film, kind of is a great example of us leveraging mm-hmm. all of the people that we know yeah. um and like Isabella, Sammy, we know all these people with these specific 
talents and skills. And, mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't have written the script by myself. Maddie and I tried, like, trust me. Yeah. Um, so, a, lot of, a lot of different versions of this. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, you don't have to be afraid to reach out to people if you know they're better than, than you at <laughs> doing something, you know, like the yeah. script was, is only because of Isabella and Charlotte and mm -hmm. Kathy and all and the million people that worked on it. And yeah. Yeah. I think filmmaking is obviously, I mean, it's obvious it's about community. It's about network, but it's really about leveraging a lot of people's different random skills that you never thought would yeah. come in use. Yeah. Um, 100%. And yeah. it's also interesting, at least in my experience, this was my first time ever coming on into like a producer type position for in, um, you are producing without even realizing, you know, mm -hmm. at least in my experience, it was like, Abby and I had been talking about this and I was like, oh, let's get this person in and we got to get this girl. And like, oh my gosh, there's all of these fun people that we know we want involved in this project. And then Abby came to me and was like, hey girl, you know, you're a co-producer on this, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't realize that's what I was doing here. <laughs> but yeah, it was an incredible experience and shout out to all those, all the awesome women we got on here. Yeah. That's great. And it was a huge thanks to PVA. So my experience at the high school um, I introduced me to a lot of great people there. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, uh, okay, I'm curious. Well, one, were, were either of you in a punk band when you were in high school? And, <laughs> and then if not, just kind of a silly question. And if not, um, when you started uh, the, the performing arts school, like what kind of, um, it sounds like both of you clearly were into, you know, art of, of, of whatever kind at a pretty young age. So what kind of things were you into? Um, you know, movies, books, whatever, what kind of like made you think I want to do something like this too? Mm -hmm. I, I'm really glad you brought that up because the punk rock aspect of some of it is something that I often forget to like discuss or think about, but it's such a huge part of it. The music, the musicality of it is really what makes the film. And it's literally in the title. Um, but punk rock was something, I think, for me at least, that was more about the energy at first. It was like, what is what is this like manic, feral, like very, and I, it's something that I like had in high school. And I was like, how can I channel this energy? Like, what's the closest thing to it? It's like this music, this genre. Um, I watched a lot of documentaries and watched these women talk about, you know, like, Bikini Kill and Sleater Kenny and L7 and even beyond that, like transcending the genre, Meg the Stallion, like Kenny Beats, like all these more, you know, hip hop and like trap artists. And it's like they have the same energy. It's like, fuck you, fuck the institution. Um, and I was really interested in channeling that. So it was less about like, I grew up really into punk and more so like, I grew up having this energy and this like aversion to authority. And I really knew that like punk rock and the idea of it was a access point for a lot of people. Because when you hear it, you think of the movement, you think of um, like the 90s and what that meant. And um and that was really more so a jumping off point for me. Um, and then as we were scoring the film, it like took its own kind of path. 
Um, and I, as I said, like I, I wanted to blend, uh, hip hop and all alternative and punk rock. And I wanted to like, be able to use them all in a way. And I, I was speaking to our composer, Rolando Gori. He's amazing. And I was like, I don't know if this makes sense, but I want to be able to like incorporate all of these genres because they all encapsulate the same energy. And I was like, does that make sense? And he was like, yeah, I got you. Um, and so that I'm, I'm really proud of the, the song we have at the end, um, because it does exactly that and it blends them so well, but still maintaining like the thread of, of energy. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but, totally. Uh, yeah. Maddie, sorry. Yeah, no, well, no, that, and I mean, I, Abby, you're giving me like flashbacks to when we were having their meetings with Rolando about that moment in particular. Yeah. Which, of course, I'm so excited for everybody to know exactly what part we're talking about. But like yeah. you said, like punk rock is a huge aspect in this film. Mm -hmm. And I remember like when we finally, like, everything just made sense in this one yeah. conversation we had with Rolando and literally I think like three hours later he sent us the drive and we were like this is it yeah. Abby and I were like blasting it in the car we were like <laughs> oh my gosh we got it and because it was like a, a process but we we've hit something that we really are excited to show other people um, yeah. But yeah, kind of the same Abby hit the nail right on the head we were excited to show the energy of punk rock ver more more than our um like history with punk rock yeah. um and yeah yeah but um going to pda definitely introduced me to a lot of different um kind of forms of art which um i think just helped me in my then discovery of wanting to work in film and um TV because uh, basically in Sugarland it was like we had this one community theater and that was kind of where all of the crazy kids congregated and um once we all in I mean it's pretty crazy because like the friend group that Abby and I made at that community theater these are still people we're still friends with we just went to a wedding a couple months ago and saw everyone for the first time again so it was more about the community and like all of us um growing up and discovering kind of ourselves and through that and through art and through theater <laughs> yeah and don't get me wrong like I did my research I was like I'm not going to use the idea <laughs> of punk rock without knowing what it is like mm -hmm. sure so yeah. I mean I watched a shit ton of documentaries and was just like what's the riot girl movement like what did this mean and also very much acknowledging like it was very uh skewed towards white feminism um, and like, what does that mean today? Can we still evoke the energy of the right girl movement, but have it be inclusive and diverse? And so it's very much important for me to have Sammy's input and a lot of other people on our team being like, what does this mean as a black woman going to a Christian high school? Your experience is vastly different from Maddie's experience. And so honoring that story as well. And you'll see it in the in the film. Um, and that's something that the writer Charlotte wanted to honor as well. You know, she she also went to or they also went to a Christian school. And as a person of color, they were like, listen, I got picked on by my teachers more than the other girls next to me. And that's it was very much because I wasn't a white girl with blonde hair. Um, and so what is that experience? And 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm also really happy to share this story with people for that reason. Yeah. That's great. Well, let's talk uh, as we kind of wrap up here, talk about the the festival itself, um, the Mammoth Film Festival. Um, it's in a great location. Are you all able to get out there for the, the world premiere of the, of the film? That's excellent. Yeah, Abby right. and I will be there. <laughs> what are you most like, excited, like looking forward to about, uh, you know, being, you know, being back in person in festivals is still kind of relatively new. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you most excited about or what are you looking forward to? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're most of all, and Abby and I were on the phone talking about this the other day. We're just so excited to see our film be on a big screen. Like <laughs> just that idea. I mean, I, I, I'm going to get teary eyed just thinking about it. Cause this has been a work in progress for three years at this point that like actually having that full circle moment and watching our film and hearing the audience's reactions, like, Oh my gosh, I'm just so incredibly excited. And to share it with our families too. Like my parents are going to be going and Abby's will be going. So I'm just excited to see what kind of the audience reaction is to our crazy, our crazy short film that we we took a lot of time on. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see what resonates with certain people because it was mm-hmm. really encouraging on our Instagram to have people just message us like, hey, I went to a Christian school, mm-hmm. this film, like, I'm really excited for this or like, hey, I feel like this happened to me too. And, and so um I'm sure hopefully other people can relate and laugh and cry. And uh, not only that, but I'm really excited to see other people's work. I mean, this is my sh- first film festival ever, literally ever. Woo-hoo. Even if, <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, being able to go to the, you know, other short blocks and supporting other women and other women filmmakers. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Mammoth. Yeah. We were so beyond excited when we got uh that acceptance and that was our yeah. first one so yeah mm-hmm. we're super excited that's exciting okay so the film is jesus would have loved punk rock abby george and maddie lucas thank you so much for being on the show today this was this was fun um i'm looking forward i'm yeah i wish you the best with the the premiere and then i look forward to seeing more of your work in the future so i'm definitely keeping an eye out thank you this was thank great. you so much mm-hmm.